Hello, you're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for creatives and entrepreneurs seeking knowledge, purpose, and community. Brought to you by creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy, every episode is recorded at our headquarters in Niceville, Florida. We're excited to share our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors, all willing to share with you their diverse wisdom and experience. So happy to have you with us today. Let's get started. Hello, you're listening to Hello Francis. I'm your host, Chantel Dedeke. And today it's just going to be you and me. So I like these times. I love when we have guests on because I always learn so much when we have guests here on the pod. But I also like when you and I can just have a little chat and we can share with you what is going on within the agency. And it's a little piece into my entrepreneurial journey as well. And you share with me usually how applicable that is to you and what is going on in your entrepreneurial journey, which is always so incredibly helpful. We learn from that too in really giant ways. So thank you for sharing. Recently, I have been, and actually our entire team has been preparing for onboarding some new people that we've hired, one person in particular right now, who starts with us on September the 7th. So it got me thinking, you know, the other day I was, I'm reading this book right now. Actually, I'm listening to this book. It's an audio book. It's called Professional Troublemaker. I'll link to it in all of our stuff. The team will link to it so that you guys have access to it. But in the very, very first part of the book, and the book is the Fear Fighter Manual. You will love it. It's by Lovey Jones. And, and it's just awesome. She also wrote the New York Times bestseller, I'm Judging You, which is a really interesting book, a really interesting read as well. So definitely check it out. But one of the things that she talks about, just in terms of, I think, marking your own way in life is creating these different types of environments. And it got me to thinking about the shift that occurred when I left my corporate job and moved into this entrepreneurial space and the opportunity that that provided me to really create an environment that I wanted to work in for the very first time in my life. I've never had that luxury and privilege before. And it drove our core values, our guiding principles, because for the very first time, I wasn't really at the mercy of what someone else's idea was of a productive and enjoyable work environment. And my husband and I, who's my partner at the time, he's still my partner in life, but don't freak out. Don't send me emails about, you know, we really wanted a positive work environment at Francis Roy. I had had really great mentorships, but, you know, throughout, you know, the places that I had worked, but there always seemed to be something lacking that was difficult for me from a work-life balance perspective and especially the unique type of life that we had with him being in the military and having the kids and really raising them in a way that we could feel balanced as a family and that was difficult and something that we struggled with. And so, you know, that came into the picture when we started to put together the framework for Francis Roy. Really owning and having control over cultivating a positive work environment. And There are things that I think about pretty much on a daily basis, and it is somehow tied to happiness and positivity in the work environment, you know, and 
Slack shared this really great article about some six simple ways to foster a positive work environment. And I really liked it. And I think you'll like it too. It starts with prioritizing onboarding and training. So the, for the last week, we have been talking about when this new person joins our team, what do we want that first day to look like for them? And building out their schedules are not that just sitting there feeling like they're not a part of anything. So shadowing meetings, even if they don't necessarily belong in that department, talked about ordering donuts that day, you know, making sure they're ne never really having to be alone ensuring that everything's set up. So we have these really cool new business cards from a company called Dot Card. And I'm gonna see if I can't get you a website address on that because it's really super cool. Yeah, it's Dot Dot Cards. And basically it's a really nice quality business card and it's only one and it scans on the phone and then all of your information comes up. And so we really wanna make sure that everything that she can load into that card the first day is ready. Her email is ready, her card is ready. She is a representative of Francis Roy immediately on day one. And I think that that is very important and something that we have been thinking about. So, well, you know, what is coffee liquor? You know, how do we get her into the culture? Do we order in lunch that day? We're kind of like big about the food in our office and comfort. So. What meetings will we have? How do we provide her with some information on clients? You know, inviting her into, you know, new client meetings and everything that first couple of weeks, even if she's not necessarily directly working, but in making that introduction and also allowing our clients the some time to get to know her and ask questions. The second thing is creating a comfortable work environment. You know, ensuring that you have a good, nice temperature. People have some individual space. If you have a brick and mortar space, they have the ability and some control to make the space their own. I mean, I think there is a good balance there, but there is some flexibility for people to have ownership and investment in where they are spending the majority of their day. About half of our team is remote and the other half is in the office. And we're trying to tip the scales into more people being in the office. And we're going to do a follow-up on remote work part two with Kelsey and where we can just talk a little bit more about remote work specifically. So I won't get into that, but creating this really nice work environment, you know, is there beverages available? Do people have the tools and resources they need? Is it a comfortable temperature? Do they have enough space? Do they have a comfortable chair to sit in? All of these things are important. And then also a safe work environment where people feel like they're we don't have an overabundance of toxicity that, you know, people feel safe where they work. Another way that we try to foster a positive work environment is just conducting regular check-ins with each other. Hillary and our team is working on a brand new evaluation, a peer-to-peer -peer evaluation process for our team in terms of like leadership, knowing that leadership comes from everyone. And what does that look like? How do we check in? How do we offer validation and praise? How do we offer immediate feedback that's not just just at the six month or 12 month work milestones. So that is something super important. Encouraging collaboration and communication. I feel like this is a no brainer for our agency. Collaboration is really how we breathe, breathe collaboration. I actually really like that. So I'll make a little note, but you know, and then communication. So we have a weekly team meeting, which is difficult because we have team members that work 
in different time zones, but we really try to find a time where we all can come together. And sometimes it's silly and stupid. And sometimes, you know, we're sharing uh, things that are not work related or whatever, but that kind of check-in and encouraging collaboration at all times is very important. Developing a strong work cult- workplace culture. I, I think if this is clever in terms of recommendation from Slack, but it also is very general. I mean, what people think is a strong workplace culture could be completely different depending on what the industry is. And also, I mean, I think in creative agencies and firms like ours, we have a little bit more flexibility with what that looks like. But there are some, I mean, what is the workplace culture of someone if they work in a federal job and how much flexibility do you truly, truly have? And so as entrepreneurs, when we think about creating environments that we want to work in, we are in a unique position to be able to impact our own quality of life, but also the quality of life as it pertains to everybody that works with us and alongside us. And that is a responsibility that I think should be taken into sincere consideration. We should be deliberate about that thought process and creating and cultivating an environment where people really are comfortable, not just happy. I mean, happiness is difficult because happiness looks different to all people, but baseline comfort and, you know, you're just like, oh, I just kind of want to be here. There's nothing worse than feeling like you don't want to be where, you know, you spend such a large piece of your life. And then I love this last one, which is facilitating opportunities for learning. We, part of signing a contract and being an employee with Francis Roy, you get to choose an industry association of your choice to belong to as a professional. And really that is most, that is best activated if it is an association where professional development is tied in as well. Darren Rudolph really instilled this in me when he was my boss at Visit Cheyenne that you know, it just felt so great to have someone that cared about me and my professional development, but also understood that everything that I was learning for myself and all that development was also a direct application into the work that we were doing every day and helped me be a better professional, but also helped me help the organization be better. And it's different. It's difficult to understand, you know, all sometimes all you see is someone is not in the office or they're working on quote unquote personal things, but a lot of those things are applicable, what they're learning, the the skills, the touch points, the experience that they're having, the networking, the communication, the collaboration with those that are in the field, but not inside of your direct organization are all monumental and can have huge rewards and payoffs for your business and not just that individual. The individual benefiting from it should be enough, right? Because we should give a shit about other people and how well they're doing. And there is a responsibility as we develop businesses and we grow teams to have care and consideration for those people and to really care if they are doing well, if they're thriving and they're not just surviving in the work environments that we've created for them. So I hope that this is coming across as a little bit of a challenge, really. It's something that I challenge myself regularly, but this week, maybe think about the ways that you can foster a better a work environment, that you can create a better work environment, not just for the employees that work for you and work for your companies, but also for yourself so that you're showing up 
in meaningful ways, in, in energized and exciting ways. So I hope this has been helpful to you. It certainly has been helpful to me to stop and think about it from a deliberate, from just being deliberate from a place of, you know, intention and application is what comes next. So we've got to go out there and implement positive work environments for people to belong, show up, come to work every day. So anyways, I am home today because my garage is leaking and I'm recording from the house, but I'm pretty sure you can hear my neighbor's dog. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you so very much for being with me. Please email questions. Hello at francisroy.com. Till next week.